Okay. The Chicago Blackhawks are last in the central. Patrick Kane is set to become an unrestricted free agent after this season. And I think the New Jersey Devils should possibly take a chance come the trade deadline. Why am I talking about this so early? Well, we have a lot to talk about in today's silly season episode of Locked on Devils. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Elias scores! Oh, Steven stepped up, nailed him. Rodora's got the puck. What a shot. The Devils win the Stanley Cup. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, and also Dell's right for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. So today's episode is going to be a silly season episode centered around Patrick Kane and the possibility of the New Jersey Devils winning the sweepstakes for his services come the trade deadline. I get it. The New Jersey Devils being in the rumor mill for a big-name player. What could possibly go wrong? Well, we saw what happened during the course of the offseason, but... I love doing silly season episodes. It's called silly season for a reason. So here we are. I felt as though this was a topic that was compelling enough to discuss. So we're going to break it up into three parts. We're going to talk about how the devil should approach the trade deadline period. Then we're going to look at Patrick Kane's situation with the Chicago Blackhawks from a contract standpoint, a thought process and just logical standpoint. And where do I see he, him fitting in if he were hypothetically brought over to the devil's organization And then uh, the third and final segment, I'll look at possible trade scenarios. One of my colleagues over at Pucks and Pitchforks, Vincent Parise, recently released an article in that regard. So we'll look at those trade scenarios. And then I'll give you guys my final verdict as to whether or not the New Jersey Devils should pursue after probably the greatest American player to ever play the game of hockey. But let's start with the New Jersey Devils and how should they approach trade. So Tom Fitzgerald is known for not really making big moves in in regards to trades. Like free agency, he loves. But remember when the New Jersey Devils had the second overall pick? Yeah, he put out a couple feelers, but it was nothing serious. And I remember bringing in a couple people to talk about the thought process and how the New Jersey Devils should approach the offseason onto the show, and they all said pretty much the same thing, which is Tom Fitzgerald is not really going to trade away draft picks. He's not going to do anything drastic. And quite honestly, I kind of respect it because if you look at some of our uh, big-name players that have been making a huge impact this season, so someone like John Marino or Jonas Siegenthaler, whatever the case might be, those are players that fell under the radar. And what did Tom Fitzgerald do in order to get their services? He traded uh, scraps for them. So for John Marino, he traded away Ty Smith. For Eric Halla, he traded away um, Pavel Zaka. So two players that, quite honestly, weren't going to uh, blossom anymore in the Devils organization. So it was just like we had to get rid of them while their value was still there. Or he traded away, what, a fifth-round draft pick for Jonas Siegenthaler. And Siegenthaler has arguably been one of our best defensemen over the past couple of seasons. And even though he doesn't produce a lot of offensive production – the defense is certainly there or Ryan Grace, for example, he was able to get Ryan Grace uh, because the Colorado avalanche were basically scrambling before the Seattle Kraken expansion draft, because you don't want to expose Ryan Graves in that draft. And then hypothetically he's picked up by Seattle and you lost him for essentially nothing. So he took advantage of that. So for Tom Fitzgerald, uh, 
where he makes most of the moves for the Devils in terms of maybe signing a big name player like Dougie Hamilton or is during the course of free agency. And it's worth mentioning before I talk about Patrick Gain and his uh, contract situation is that he's going to become an unrestricted free agent after this season. So, you know, Tom Fitzgerald, uh, I think his overall mindset is let's not break the bank for one player. And I think that's the smart approach to have. So when looking at the trade deadline for New Jersey Devils, quite honestly, they are legitimate. And do I think that they could be cup contenders? Still a little too early to tell. They're still one of the youngest teams in the NHL. I think a lot of people have been surprised by the overall development of Hughes, Bratt, and Heischer, and a few other players that uh, have meshed so well together. Obviously, Vitek Vancek has been fantastic in between the pipes. So the Devils, even though that they are legitimate and quite honestly, it'll take a catastrophic meltdown for them to miss the playoffs. They are they are a very serious team because they are first in the Metro. They're atop of the NHL standings. They have a record of 21, four and one. They have 43 points to the good. So, like I said, from here on out, I think the New Jersey Devils have all but solidified themselves a playoff position and it will take one of the biggest meltdowns in sports history for them to miss out so just putting that out there so when looking at the trade deadline for new jersey devils is i feel as though they should go after some players that are available they should go after some more experience they should go after some big name players just because the more the merrier because you you need to add more veteran experience just because like i said they're one of the youngest teams in the NHL. You need to add more people who have been there before because it's one of the things why I love Andre Palat so much is because he's been around the block a couple times because he's won uh, Stanley Cup finals. At Compared to someone like P.K. Subban, who was on the roster last year, P.K. Subban has been to the Stanley Cup finals, but he's never won it. So getting someone like Patrick Kane, that could definitely do wonders for the young guys. And uh, come playoff time, Patrick Kane can definitely be one of those players who uh, puts New Jersey Devils over the hump just a little bit because, like I just said, he's probably one of the best American players to the to play the game. If not, he is the best. So going after someone like Patrick Kane, that could definitely do wonders for a Devils organization. But at the same time, it's the same mindset that I had for Matthew Kachuk, which is let's not break the bank, let's not gut our roster, let's not gut our organization for one player. So. When we missed out on, on Matthew Kachuk and I saw the return package in that trade deal between the Calgary Flames and the Florida Panthers, I was just like, you know what? I think that was a big-name player that I'm glad that the Devils missed out on, despite Bet Online uh, projecting the New Jersey Devils the favorites to land Kachuk, because I was just like, we would have had to give up like Jack Hughes, a few other big-name prospects, just to get Matthew Kachuk, and that does not help us in the future. So... My thing for the trade deadline, which is go for it. Like, look for the big-name players. Look for the players that fall under the radar. Look for the great players that are on bad teams and take advantage of that, similar to what Tom Fitzgerald has been doing during uh, the course of his tenure as general manager. Go after it, but do not deplete the roster. Do not gut the organization because the Devils, this is a good problem to have. They have a lot of great prospects. They have a lot of great young talent. And this is I would much rather have that than a player that could retire in like five or so years and they're on the other side of their better days, whereas you get a young prospect who has room to grow and develop and has a bright future ahead of them and can provide maybe like 10 or or so great years of production on the roster, then I would much rather go for the younger guys in that case. But I'm, I'm not saying like uh, completely just uh, 
give up on Patrick Kane or players of that caliber. I'm just saying don't gut the roster. Be smart and plan accordingly because, like I said, Patrick Kane is set to become an unrestricted free agent after this season. And we're going to talk more about Patrick Kane and his contract situation and what his overall thought process might be like momentarily. But first, I want to get you guys hip to simply say because the holiday season is here and the stuff you see in Home Alone doesn't just happen in the movies. It happens in real life. So at Locked on Devils, we believe home should be where you and your family feel safest, especially over the holidays this season. Give yourself and your family the gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system, Simply Safe. And right now, Simply Safe is offering Locked On Devils listeners 40% off a new security system, but don't put this off. So the thing with Simply Safe was that it was named Best Home Security System of 2022 by US News and World Report, a third year in a row in an emergency 24 7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you could get the highest priority police response. Simply Safe is whole home security with advanced sensors to, for every room, window, and door. HD security cameras for inside and out, smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. 24-7 professional monitoring services cost under $1 a day, less than half the price of traditional home security systems with top-rated Simply Safe app. Stay in complete control of your system, arm or disarm, unlock for a guest, access your cameras, or adjust system settings anytime, anywhere. Don't miss out on your chance to save big on my favorite security system. Get 40% off, excuse me, any new system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL today. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. So, a lot of you are probably wondering why am I doing this silly season episode right now? Because the trade deadline isn't until March. So, why are we discussing Patrick Kane and his situation right now at the present moment? Well, since the New Jersey Devils just played the Chicago Blackhawks, Ken Danico and Bill Spaulding acknowledged on air that uh, it might be in the best interest of Patrick Kane to waive his no movement clause and just say, like, look, let's get a trade going and see where my next destination could be. And after they said that on air, I was just like, you know what? Let's do some more research. Let's see what could potentially happen to Patrick Kane, what his thought process might be. So Bill Spaulding and Ken Danico said on air saying that, since the Blackhawks are struggling, Patrick Kane is uh, is obviously one of the best players to ever play the game. And it's just like since they're struggling and you have that great player on your roster, you traded away Alex DeBrincat during the course of the offseason. Uh, they, they said that they know that Patrick Kane, uh, his heart might be with Chicago. But at the end of the day, the, the better years of Chicago are behind them. So they're not going to be competing for anything anytime soon. I just said in yesterday's episode, they're last in the central. And quite honestly, you're just wasting Patrick Kane's talent. And it might be in the best interest for Chicago to trade Patrick Kane away, see what you could get out of him. And quite honestly, if his heart is still with Chicago, whatever the case might be, he can re-sign with them during the course of the offseason. Because like I just mentioned, he's an unrestricted free agent after this year. But it's going to, but I think this is going to be a good opportunity for someone like the Devils because you can take advantage of that. So Patrick Kane originally signed an eight-year, $84 million contract before the start of the 2015 and 2016 season. So uh, he's definitely not going to demand that much money this time around, or I, I don't project for it to be in that ballpark because he, he is getting older. But And his season this year, it's not up to his standards. I'm sure it's not good, but still, 
his worst is still better than most people's best, but digressing a little bit. I'm just saying like, since he's going to become an unrestricted free agent, maybe you could get Patrick Kane on the down low. You could get him for a cheap penny. You could get him for a cheap price. So if, if, if I'm Tom Fitzgerald, I am looking closely at someone like Patrick Kane. I'm looking at like, how could the New Jersey devils pursue him? Because Yes, I, I get it. He's 34 years of age, and you do run the risk of trading away a, a prospect. But at the same time, here's where here's where I stand with the overall prospect pool for New Jersey Devils, which is they have a lot of good prospects in their pipeline. You got Chase Stillman, you got Nico Dawes, you got Kevin Ball, you got Tice Thompson, you got Riley Walsh, Nolan Foote, uh, Shakir Mukamadoulin. Seamus Casey, Shimon Metz, and Luke Hughes. So you got a lot, and I know I'm missing a few other people, but just bear with me. The, the point is the Devils have a lot of prospects in their pool, and with how well they've been performing this season, not everyone's going to be given an equal chance to showcase their talents, and I think it's in the best interest for New Jersey Devils, especially with how well they've been performing. And quite honestly, since they're still relatively young, I think they can maintain this come next season, but that's far down the line. But the point I'm trying to make is that there's a lot of uh, prospects that the New Jersey Devils have that aren't going to be given a legitimate chance to showcase their talents and what they can bring to the table. It's already hard for someone like Alexander Holtz or Kevin Ball to showcase what they could do. So some of those other prospects I named, uh, not named Shimon Nemetz or Luke Hughes, do you really think they're going to be given a fair opportunity to show what they are capable of doing? So someone like Nolan Foote, Riley Walsh, Chase Stillman maybe – do you think once they uh, reach the, the point where it's time to bring them up to the NHL, do you think they're going to be given a legitimate chance to showcase their skills or talents? Maybe if the New Jersey Devils were mediocre or, or back to being a lottery team, but they're not. They're first in the Metro, and it looks like the New Jersey Devils aren't letting up anytime soon. And even then, if the New Jersey Devils somehow crash and burn, I still think they are a legitimate playoff team. So maybe this is why I was saying early on in the episode, take advantage of that. So uh, you got Patrick Kane, who's going to be an unrestricted free agent next year. You have a lot of prospects in your pool that, quite honestly, you're not going to use. So I think this is a match made in heaven for someone like Tom Fitzgerald, who's not really big on taking huge risk of trading away picks or whatever the case might be. This might be a golden opportunity to get someone of Patrick Kane's caliber onto the roster for New Jersey Devils. And quite honestly, I think the fans would be completely down for it. So this season for Patrick Kane, he has appeared in 25 games. He has four goals, 16 assists for a grand total of 20 points with a plus minus of negative 14. Now his worst is still better than most people's best because quite honestly, I think there's a lot of people who would kill to have Patrick Kane's production. And the argument you can use and, and I'm going to defend him in this case is that the, the Chicago Blackhawks are last in the central. So they're not really going anywhere. And you saw during the course of the off season, they were making moves to try to clear house a little bit. So Patrick Kane, unfortunately, is on a little bit of an island because they're trying to showcase uh, some of their younger guys. Obviously, I'm not locked on Blackhawks. This is just from an outside perspective. So my thing is, like, I think for Patrick Kane, it's just like he's going through the motions. He's trying his best. But the Chicago Blackhawks are just on a different page of the book compared to someone like Patrick Kane. And also, let's not forget, Patrick Kane had a great year last year because in 78 game appearances, he had 92 points. So he had 26 goals and 66 assists. So you know he's still capable of putting up big numbers. Maybe it's just time for him to get out of Chicago, go somewhere new, and just be given a, another opportunity to win. Now, 
a lot of you are probably wondering, Trey, do you think the New Jersey Devils can win the sweepstakes for Patrick Kane? The answer is I have no idea. I don't know. It, it, we're still ways away from the trade deadline, so I don't know what Tom Fitzgerald's mindset is right now. So I think uh, Tom Fitzgerald's mindset going forward is just to see how much further are the Devils going to go, like in terms of their overall record. Are they going to keep racking up the wins? Because if the Devils rack up the wins, then they got to make at least one or two moves if they want to uh, legitimately win the cup. Because like I've said many times this episode, they're still one of the youngest teams in the NHL. So I found an article on NHL.com and it asked the question, the recent rumors of the Devils being in the Patrick Kane sweepstakes, what's the possibility of that happening? What would the Devils have to give up to make the cap money work? Or if they don't get Kane, would they go for another player or just wait on Andre Pilat? Now, Here's the thing. This was asked by a fan on Twitter to NHL.com, and they were doing this for their mailbag um, mailbag article. My thing is, like, I don't think the Devils have given up on Andre Pilat. He's just injured. He, he just hasn't had a chance to showcase what he's capable of doing. He's had a few good moments with the Devils, especially during the course of preseason. But I, I don't think this would be a case of them giving up on Andre Pilat. I think this would just be a case of adding more weapons to their roster because the Devils are already pretty deep, so why not add to it just a little bit more, if you if you know what I mean? So, um, to this person's question, I think Andre Palat is exonerated from this kind of discussion because there's no way the the Chicago Blackhawks are going to want to take on Andre Palat because that does not help them in any which sort of way. So, uh, NHL.com, I'll read a brief snippet. They said rumors are rumors, and Kane to the Devils sounds like a fun topic to discuss. It is fun to imagine Kane playing on the same line as center Jack Hughes, but Kane with center Nico Heischer makes more sense. It'd be familiar to Kane with Blackhawks center Jonathan Taze, but sorry to be a naysayer. It's too soon to consider this, and the Devils should leave well enough alone. Palat, who had groin surgery, is skating on his way back and should return prior to the 2023 NHL trade deadline on March 3rd. I don't discount the idea, but the Devils could add before then, but needs will emerge perhaps through injury or maybe a slump if the devils are going to go down this path they'd be no different than other teams in the Kane sweepstakes to make it work they almost certainly have to give up their first round pick in the 2023 NHL draft and top prospect in the ballpark of Ford Alexander Holtz the Blackhawks should ask for Ford Dawson Mercer and that's basically what they're saying which is the devils would be in that ballpark they're capable of doing so and all it's going to cost them is obviously that first round draft pick because you can't get someone of Patrick Kane's caliber uh, without the Chicago Blackhawks asking for a first round draft pick. And obviously you're going to have to give up a young, uh, a young player. Let's look at some possible trade scenarios for Patrick Kane. And this is courtesy of one of my colleagues over at Pucks and Pitchforks. Once again, Vincent Parise, he said, Here's one trade scenario. The 2023 first-round draft pick, the 2023 fifth-round draft pick, Alexander Holtz for Patrick Kane. Would I do something like this? You see, I'm on the train of not giving up on Alexander Holtz because I, he's been lighting it up in Utica, and obviously now he has a chance to showcase what he's doing for the Devils, and he scored in the game against the Nashville Predators. So I'm just like, let's not give up on Alexander Holtz because it seems like it's the same story with Holtz, look, look, let's let's not uh, just throw in the towel for him once again because it's just like we need to give him a chance to showcase what he's capable of doing. And and like I said in the previous couple episodes, with Nathan Basham being out and projected to be out for an extended period of time, maybe uh, Alexander Holtz can uh, showcase what he's capable of doing. And I think he's held his own right now, but uh, I know the numbers probably don't show it right away. 
But I think there's definitely potential there, especially with how perform with how well he performs in Utica. So that trade package, respectable. And quite honestly, I wouldn't mind it. But like I said, I don't know about giving up on Alexander Holtz. Now, here's a trade package that I'm down for. Patrick Kane and the New Jersey Devils give up the 2023 first-round draft pick, Chase Stillman and Graham Clark. So these are two prospects that, let's face it, they're not going to be given a chance to showcase what they could do at the NHL level. So I love Chase Stillman and all. We ended up drafting Chase Stillman uh, via the New York Islanders draft pick, remembering the Travis Zajac and Kyle Palmieri trade. So I say that Chase Stillman has a lot of upside and I love him. But let's face it, with how good and how deep the forwards are for New Jersey Devils, I just don't see Chase Stillman being given a legitimate chance to showcase what he can do. And the same can be said for Graham Clark. And it's a shame that uh, he's not going to be like his uh, brother, Brant Clark, but uh, digressing a little bit, uh, that that's a trade package I'm down for because, and, and am I willing to trade away the first round draft pick? Like I said, you kind of have to with someone like Patrick Kane, but I'm sure people are going to be like, Trey, if it's the first round draft pick, let's just leave it alone. But here's the thing, since the Devils are so good, that first round draft pick is not going to be all that high. So it's just like, uh, since the Devils are trying to get back into the playoffs, they're trying to be a legitimate team, they don't need that first round draft pick because if we draft another prospect, it's just adding to the pool of players that aren't going to be given a chance to showcase what they can do. So we already have two former first overall picks in Nico Keisher and Jack Hughes. Then you got someone like Shimon Nemetz and Luke Hughes. You know they are projected to um, possibly make the NHL roster come next year. But that's just another problem that the Devils have. But it's a good problem to have. So you got to get rid of some of these prospects. And I think you have to let go of that first round draft pick if you are serious about being a playoff team. And this is what playoff teams do. They don't need that first round draft pick. We don't need that. So, you know, that that that's something that could definitely be taken into consideration. And then the third and final trade package, it's another one that I'm down for. Patrick Kane, the 2023 first round draft pick. Once again, that's the default thing. Shakir McCamadoulin, Nolan Foote, and Riley Walsh. Okay. I love Riley Walsh. He was teammates with Adam Fox back at Harvard, and they performed really well. And I said that if you give Riley Walsh a chance to perform under the leadership of Lindy Ruff, then similar to what happened to Adam Fox when Lindy Ruff was a defensive coach over at the New York Rangers organization, maybe you can see just a, how would I say, a maybe a boneless version of, uh, of Adam Fox. Just putting that out there. So that's another trade package I'm down for. So I like those previous two trade packages that I just listed courtesy of Vincent Parise, which is you give up some prospects that aren't going to be given a chance. Obviously you got to give up that first round draft pick. And I'm just big on Alexander Holtz. And I just think it's way too early to give up on him. And uh, quite honestly, I think he can provide a lot of upside to the devil's organization, but that's a discussion for another time. But getting someone like Patrick Kane, I think the devil should go after it because let, look, I know he's getting older, and I get that his stats don't really uh, reflect what he's capable of doing, but he's one of the best players to ever play. Jack Hughes grew up idolizing him, and I think he and uh, Jack Hughes ha also have a good relationship, him and Patrick Kane. So that's something to, to take into consideration. Like the article from NHL.com said, you pair um, you, you compare Patrick Kane with either Jack Hughes or Nico Keisher. Quite honestly, I think he would be better suited with Nico Keisher because I think between Jack Hughes and Nico Heischer, I think Heischer has just taken leaps and bounds of just getting his teammates involved. And I think Heischer for right now is the MVP of the team. So 
Uh, it could give some uh, reminisce over Jonathan Taves just a little bit, just like the article said for Patrick Kane, just a little deja vu familiarity. So maybe that's something to take into consideration. So I think Patrick Kane would fit in like a glove. He's 34 years of age and he's going to become an unrestricted free agent. So the asking price isn't going to be super duper high in my eyes. And that first round draft pick for the Devils, since we're going to be in the playoffs anyway, it's not going to be all that good. So we don't need another first round draft pick because we already got Luke Hughes. We got Shimon the Mets. We got two former first overall picks. So it's just, and we also have Alexander Holtz onto the roster. Forgot to mention that. So it's just, and Dawson Mercer and Dawson Mercer. Dawson Mercer was also in the same draft class as Alexander Holtz. So that's my overall mindset, which is the Devils have a lot of great young players that are stepping up to the plate. They have a lot of great prospects I'm looking forward to, but maybe you can use those uh, prospects as pawn pieces because quite honestly, I'm not hearing many people talk about Chase Stillman. I'm not hearing many t- people talk about Graham Clark or Shakir Mukamadoulin. I'm not hearing that anymore. So it's just like, why don't you just trade them away, get someone like Patrick Kane, and quite honestly, the Devils would have a better chance at possibly winning the cup if that's where they want to get to this year. I get it. It's like 15 steps ahead of what uh, the Devils were just trying to project themselves to be, which was a wild card team, but they have meshed well together and they have taken their organization to leaps and bounds just above everyone's expectations, including mine. So maybe adding someone like Patrick Kane, a veteran player, one of the best to ever play it. He can act as a mentor towards Jack Hughes, Nico Keisher, Jesper Bratt, Did I mention he is one of the best players to ever play? And did I also mention that he had a really good year last year and that maybe, just maybe, if if he has gotten out of the Chicago Blackhawks situation, maybe you can see just him repeat what he was able to do last year. So that's my overall opinion, which is the the stock for Patrick Kane is going to be low. It's going to be cheap. Maybe I'm projecting a little too early. And maybe I'm underestimating what the asking price might be, but we already saw what happened with the Ottawa Senators and the Alex DeBrincat situation, which is Alex DeBrincat was dealt away to Ottawa at a very cheap price. And I think the same could be said for uh, Patrick Kane, as long as the uh, Chicago Blackhawks get a first round draft pick. I think that's the overall asking price. So that way they can uh, just have a better chance of, finding more success in the rebuild and you give them some prospects that have a lot of upside, but aren't going to showcase that in the devil's organization just due to how well they've been doing and due to the players that are in front of them. So let me know what you guys think. I hope you enjoyed this silly season episode. And uh, like I said, since the devil's played the Chicago Blackhawks recently, since uh, they acknowledged it on air and since uh, Patrick Kane is uh, a really good player, why not have this discussion? So let me know what you guys think in the comment section. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on a podcast streaming service, hit me up on my personal Twitter page at TreyMat4 or the show's Twitter page at Locked On Devils. As for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Patrick Candy, New Jersey. Who knows?